Peter. Hello, and welcome to the Decision Point Podcast. My name is Kieran Wong, and I'm your host of the show. On the Decision Point Podcast, we speak with leaders in our community about the big life and career decisions they've made, which have led them to where they are today, to be successful members of the community. We'll get to know their personal decision points. And today we have Angelique Rude here on the show. Welcome, Angelique. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to have you on with us. Uh, let me just go over briefly some of the highlights of uh, your career. Um, and it really, as I look at it and read about it, all the things you've done, a large portion has been with uh, Idaho Power. Uh, seems like uh, 15, 16 years um, there as a regional manager. And, and uh, on top of that, um, sounds like you're a, a really big volunteer and part of your community, which is strikes a warm point in my heart. Uh, you, you list yourself as a leader, volunteer, driver, and optimist. And those are just, I wrote these words down because I want to <laughs> emulate those as well. And I think these, those are wonderful words that really do um, summarize from what I've learned of you, who you are. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about what you do at Idaho Power? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, I've been with the company, as you mentioned, just going on 16 years. Um, I actually spent the first nine years of my career in our human resources department and made a change several years ago to move into operations. So in my current job, um, I oversee what we call customer operations, which includes our regional line crews, our regional engineering support, customer and community relations, um, our metering department, so uh, all things field and uh, community related uh, for a third of our service area, uh, service territory. So I essentially have um, our Western Idaho service territory, our Northern Idaho service territory, and then a portion of our Oregon service territory. So yeah, every day um, is a little bit different, but working with customers on new design projects, um, ensuring we provide a very reliable system to our customers through emergency response and maintenance. And uh, I'm very lucky to work for a company that is super engaged in our community. So I have local community relations folks on my team as well that simply make sure that uh, we're a good steward of our community and our environment. Wow. You know, as you're, you're telling me all this, I'm listening, but I'm also thinking about how we take power for granted. And all the people that work diligently every day to ensure that that which we take for granted, which is power, much less, you know, power that we can, so we can get on the internet, get on the internet so we can do these podcasts. And, and at the very basic basis of it is, is this power and, and people behind it that, you know, that are running lines, maintaining lines and maintaining all the, the network and grid infrastructure for that. And uh, you having to, and engaging with all these people uh, within internally and externally. So it's a, it's a big job. And, uh, and on top of that, all of the volunteer work that you do as well. So I, I commend you for that. Um, well, thank you. You're welcome. So getting to our show, which is Decision Point, and the question that is, is hot in our, our listeners' minds is, what were some either A, pivotal decision, 
or some decisions that you made in your life that took you on this path where you're now doing what you're doing with such, with such success? Well, um, this one's an easy one for me. Um, first and foremost, I came to work for the power company when I was quite young. I was 25 when I started my career here. And I frankly felt like I had won the lottery the first day I walked up to that nine-story building and um, just the excitement level of knowing that I was working for a company that not only um, provided an essential service, but also uh, was so incredibly involved in my community. In fact, I remember growing up here in Boise even, uh, we would have people come into our classrooms um, in elementary school from Idaho Power to teach us about electricity and to warn us to keep our, you know, our kites out of the power lines. And so uh, Idaho Power had just always been one of those companies that I aspired uh, to work for. So I was really lucky to come work for the company at a very young age. Um, but in terms of pivotal decisions, as I mentioned, uh, prior to coming to Idaho Power and then also uh, my early career at Idaho Power, I worked in human resources. Um, I started as a recruiter, uh, then became an HR leader, then uh, managed our HR uh, employment group. Uh, so my final job uh, was an HR manager with the company. And I really thought I would spend my career in human resources, uh, both inside the company and outside the company. I was seen as someone who had good expertise in that area. Um, both uh, Governor Otter and Governor Little um, asked me to be a member of our state's Workforce Development Council. I was very involved in state policy around apprenticeship, on-the-job learning, and STEM activities. And, you know, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed that field and felt like, you know, that was where I would spend my career. Um, and in 2015, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Bo Hanshi, who was a regional manager for the company, um, asked me if I would consider uh, coming to work for him in Twin Falls, Idaho, as a regional operations manager. Um, Twin Falls is about two hours south of Boise, where I, I was working and where I grew up. Um, and when he asked, my literal answer was, you must be kidding me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had no background in any of those uh, functions. Um, and to put it into perspective, our regional operation managers manage line crews. Um, meter technicians, uh, power quality uh, for our company, and it was so outside of my level of expertise that I there was no way I was taking that job. And and frankly, it was a scary move too, right? I was going to have to relocate um, to again Twin Falls. It, while I enjoyed that area, I'd certainly never lived there. My friends and family were here. Um, so after I got done with my conversation with Bo, uh, I actually called my mom that evening and, and told her, you know, what, what they had asked. And um, she, she asked me a really interesting question. Um, she asked me, if not now, when? And that wow. really struck a chord with me, right? Because, you know, it, I was scared to take the, take the job um, for a multitude of reasons, but she had such a valid point. If, if I weren't going to make a change then, then when would I? And so um, the next day I went into work and I accepted the job and uh, went from a very uh, cozy and comfortable role managing our HR group uh, to a move to our Twin Falls Operations Center, uh, managing a group of about 80 technicians um, whose jobs I knew very, very little about. So uh, I would say by far um, that was the largest career change I've ever made and and the best. Um, I absolutely fell in love with the operations side of our business. 
Um, I went from being a consultant to our business to a decision maker. Uh, and I've, I've simply found that on the operations side of the business, I can make a bigger difference. Hmm. I have the power to make a bigger difference. And so uh, it's, it's been a, a learning curve for sure, but um, I, I have never, ever regretted making that choice. Wow. That's great. That's great. And I would imagine along the way, there's there's challenges that you've run into. Tell me some of the biggest challenges and how you've overcome them. Yeah, I think there's a few things. I mean, high level, um, in my previous role in human resources, I really relied on my expertise for both adding value, having credibility, and making a difference. Um, when you move into a career that you don't have technical knowledge in, you have to find new ways to add value. I wasn't the person people could come to and ask questions of as it related to how we operated our business. So I really had to focus on how could I add value? And what I found was as a manager, the best way for me to add value was simply to remove barriers um, and make sure that the job was as easy to do as possible for the people who did have the expertise and who did the job really well. Um, you know, credibility too. You, you know, you would, if you don't know the field, it's harder to know what questions to ask. Right. And so I really had to up my game in terms of how do I make sure I'm asking the right decisions to make the right business decisions. Um, the right questions to make the right business decisions, um, to maintain credibility and to be someone that both my customers and team and company could depend upon. Um, and, you know, I was the first woman in our company's history to ever hold that position. And wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, I've had great support and I work for a company. I mean, our CEO is, is a woman. Um, you know, I, I certainly have a lot of support, but walking into a room with, you know, 80 men that you're going to be supervising can be a little bit intimidating the first couple of times. Wow. So that, that's also created a, a whole uh, another, you know, opportunity for me to grow and, and learn. And I don't know, I, I really feel like if you want to grow, you got to do things that scare you. And that certainly scared me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I would say those are a few of the, of the challenges. And um, again, I, I think I've handled them. Okay. But uh, I'm still learning on this job every single day, and I've been doing it now for almost seven years. So I suppose um, I'll continue to, to learn as time goes by. Sounds like you are, and you're, you're doing that. You're doing that. So along with what you mentioned, the CEO of Idaho Power is a woman. Um, I'm going to take the guess that she's an influencer in your life. What other people, or uh, including, including her, um, uh, experiences, even books uh, that you would consider influential in your life? Well, I would start obviously by um, just celebrating the fact that we have um, a powerful, intelligent, influential CEO who just happens to be a woman as well. Um, right. She was also one of our very first female engineers in our company. Um, and really? so, you know, the way I look at it, she's really um, busted down some ceilings for women like I to follow through. And so, you know, being the first one's tough. And I have really appreciated watching her 
um, make a difference for our company in such a positive way. She's also very community minded, which um, is one of the reasons I choose to work for this company. I really enjoy working somewhere where it's not just about the bottom line, it's about how we support our community. Um, when I first came to work for Idaho Power, I worked for an amazing woman named Lucy McDonald. Um, you know, frankly, when I came to work for the company at 25, I was pretty underqualified for the job that they offered me. Um, I think I pretty much begged for the job in the interview and, and told them that I would keep applying until they hired me. So I think just to get past their back, they're like, go ahead, we'll give you a shot. Um, but she took a chance on me at a really young age and was willing to, to let me um, learn and grow on her team. And one of the things I most appreciated about her was her ability to give really straight feedback. Um, she, she, the thing that, you know, she, her mantra that really struck, stuck with me throughout my career and I share often is that feedback's a gift. And so you've got to be willing to give it to people. And, um, you know, she really was um, so influential in my early career and, you know, telling me the things that I needed to work on, um, but also holding my hand through some of that so that I could, I could grow and, and gain some confidence and, and become the leader that she knew that I could be. So, I mean, incredible woman. Um, I also have a mom that um, is a pretty influential woman in my life. She um, had me as a teenager. Um, and, you know, we had our struggles a, a growing up, but she is a, a CEO of a, a company locally and one of the uh, strongest human beings I've ever met in my life. So, you know, she's not the kind of woman I can say I'm scared to do something, so I'm not going to do it. Right. It's uh, <laughs> you, you can do it. Exactly. And, uh, that's exactly. Really yeah. <laughs> so that's wow. uh, that's been really important. And I mean, I do read quite a bit. Um, you know, Brene Brown's probably my go to for uh some of the opportunities I've had in my own career, um, things like vulnerability didn't come easy to me. And so I've really tried to lean into her work. What I've found as a leader and a manager is that people care a lot more about how you care for them than how good you are at your job. And so exactly. you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a doer anymore so much. You know, I'm, I'm trusting the people around me to do a really good job and support our company's goals and our community goals. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think giving people that space um, to be human at work um, helps them perform at, at a much higher level. And so I really see my, my role as being the supporter to help other people do their job really well. And I think that that body of work that Brene Brown has done has been uh, pretty influential in how I see myself as a leader as well. Uh, this is where I'm doing the uh, mic drop. I'm just uh, speechless with what you've done, what you're doing, your perspective on what you've done, what you're doing, how you're doing it, and the people that you're impacting. And this is why we have folks like you on decision points to learn, you know, the things that they've done and experienced, both good and bad. And when I say bad, it's it's an opportunity to to grow and to change. And uh, I really love to hear your story and I'm thankful for your time uh, here with us. And I'm, I'm really, I'm smiling because I know what you've said today will encourage and impact and motivate uh, many people, young and old, 
uh, as they as they go along in their, their lives, uh, whether it's uh, somebody just uh, come out of college and walks into your your door and says, "I'm going to apply until I get the job," or you know they <laughs> didn't didn't go to college and say, "I'm going to apply until I get the job." Or somebody who is at the end of their career saying, I want to reinvent myself and I'm going to apply until I get a job. And um, and they and they're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna say to uh, their children or their parents, if not now, when? Yeah. And uh, so yeah. so thank you for, for all of that. Uh, it's been wonderful getting to know you. Uh, Angelique Rude with uh, Idaho Power Regional Manager. And uh, I wish you continued success. Um, it's been it's been a pleasure and a treasure speaking with you today. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. And I I really love um, the method behind uh, the questions that you're asking. I mean, pivotal decisions are um, something I think we all face. And so, um, thanks for the the questions. I really enjoyed answering them. You're welcome. It's been a real pleasure. To all of our listeners, thank you for uh, spending the time being with us today. And uh, we look forward to having you join us on the next Decision Point podcast. Bye-bye.